Hello, podcast listeners. This is Jared Pitney, and today is a great episode. We are joined by Jason Cottingham, who is the pitmaster and owner at Trauma Hogs. This was a great episode, uh, not only about smoking barbecue, but also about finding something that you both love and are good at and doing that thing for the benefit of others. That is certainly what Jason Cunningham is doing. I really enjoyed sitting down with him. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. So with no further ado, here is today's episode. All right, Jason Cunningham. What's going on? This is it, man. <laughs> Owner and pitmaster of Trauma Hogs yes. in the house. Yes. And apparently you're a podcast expert. You were just telling me this isn't your first I've done radio. A few. I've done a few. Matter of fact, I've done a lot of videos too. Have you? Um, yeah. You been sh- pretty busy. It sounds like you've been busy. You tell me you work seven days a week? Yes. Um, when try do to you keep rest? it going. I did get Sunday off. <laughs> I told Tiffany that's my fiance. Um, we're going to take off Sunday, watch a little football. We're big football fans. College NFL. and pro. Okay. Yeah. Who's your college team? Uh, I'm an Arkansas State fan. Okay. Um, All right. I do a lot of stuff for them. Yeah. And uh, I'm an Arkansas fan. And uh, I'm kind of – I support everything in the state. I'm now well, a Colorado Buffaloes fan. Oh, absolutely. Oh, did you see the highlights of that game? I watched that whole game. I did too, man. I'm a big Dion fan. What is it? Is it Travis Hunter? Is that yes. his name? The guy yes. went both ways? Yes. It's a free, yeah. Dion, somebody asked me, like, why, why are you rooting for them? I was like, I just like fun, <laughs> and I like good stories. And I was a Florida State fan growing up, and Dion was just, right, he was it. Man, you talk about changing the game of football, <laughs> college football. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be something to watch this year. Yep. It's going to be amazing. Uh, the hype around that team is unbelievable. Out, out the roof. I saw a stat. You'll like this, Chris, because you're a stat guy. I saw something yesterday that said last year you could attend every Colorado home game. Did you see this? Yes. For $220 or maybe $222. Every home game. That's how yeah. much it cost you. For a ticket, for their, they play their first home game this Saturday, for one ticket is $427 the cheapest. <laughs> Worth the hire. For one ticket. Worth the That's exactly what they said, 100%. So tell me this. You're in the barbecue business. Fantastic food, by the way. Thank you. And I can say that from experience because I've, I've had it several times. Um, I guess the, the first time I had it was at, at Stan Jones Lodge. Yeah. You had it as well. Yeah, they carried great. it in over there. And yeah. so We do a lot for those guys. Yeah. Well, they yeah. know what they're doing out there. Yeah. That's, that place has is, is ran really well. How did you get into the barbecue business? I know at one point you were a nurse, and I want to hear about all sure. of that. How did you get to where you are today? It is a crazy story. I can't wait to tell you because I've told this story a million times since we started. Uh, I have a background in doing competition barbecue before um, I was doing nursing. I was an RN. I was an ER nurse at St. Bernard's Hospital. Uh, Trauma nurse. Now, you know where the the kind of the name recognition comes from. Um, I did competitions when I was doing nursing stuff. I used to cook with a group of guys before that and um, created a following at the hospital. This is before COVID and all that. You're just stuff, like cooking on the side. Just, and you're yeah. giving them a little something yeah. here and there, some leftovers. I'm getting the, they're getting the good leftovers. So I go do a competition, and guess what? They're getting the leftovers from the competition. So I'm talking like $200 briskets and stuff. Oh, wow. Snake Rivers, you know, those are Wagyu. And these guys are just gobbling it up. You talk about building a following. That led led into doing caterings. Hey, can you do my wedding? Hey, can you do this? So I was cooking so much on my days off. And what were you cooking on then? Like, what did you have? Like, I was gear. Yeah, I would start on pellet grills. Um, Did that. Traeger, what? I had Traeger 780s. They're the commercial uh, pellet grill. I had a offset. You know, a lot of people use the offset smokers. I had one of those. And, um, yeah. It snowballed. I had a mass amount of smokers at the house. (laughs) So um, fast forward just a little bit. COVID happened. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Just an unfortunate situation, but um, hospital systems were in a a dire crisis. It was actually the opposite effect of what you think of COVID. They started letting a lot of nurses go at the very beginning Mm -hmm. because the census of the hospital was low. Scared People were scared to come into the hospital. And they let a lot. I don't know. It was all over the news. You know, they did that. Right, because yeah, unless you had a COVID, yeah, diagnosis, you weren't really there. I was non-clinical at the time. I was in a management role, um, and uh, got furloughed. So left there. uh, Had to keep our family alive. Uh, Went and travel nursed. You know, that was the Mm -hmm. thing during COVID. Went to Northern California 
uh, worked out there for like nine months. And when I say Northern wow. California, I mean way up there. I was only like an hour from Oregon. Uh, I was in the Eureka area, which is the Redwoods is there. I worked in a small uh, critical access ER there. Uh, met a ton of great friends. Met a lot of eclectic people of chefs and stuff like that. And um, started um, working on my barbecue rub. This is the timeline. And uh, got done there. Met some chefs. They helped me with my rub. Told me, you should add this and add that. Mm. Called Cole Packer back because I was already selling it, making it at the house and selling it. And it got out of control. I sold a bunch of rub. <laughs> and then uh, me and Tiffany finished up working in Florida. Made a lot of business connections down in the Pensacola area. We lived in Destin during the time. And then I did one more round in Sacramento. Came back, bought a custom barbecue trailer. And you talk about starting business. Very scary. I was scared to death. So when you bought that trailer, Ooh. did you immediately did you, did you quit working at the ER? I did. I was done. Matter of fact, hope someone shows up. Because wow. <laughs> I just left, uh, you know, a really good paying job with benefits. Yeah. To hope someone comes by and buys a barbecue sandwich or a rack of ribs. What made you decide to make that switch? I mean, like, first off, like, what, what led you into nursing? Um, I've spent a lifetime in doing emergency medicine in one way or for, uh, poor, in one way or another. I was an EMT for a while. I was actually a paramedic for Medic One. Uh, I was a SWAT medic for Craighead County. Um, I've done a lot of emergency medic medicine. one. Is that uh, the ambulance service yeah, okay. in Jonesboro? Oh, okay. yeah. My sister worked for them. She was a dispatcher for a long time, and now she's an RN at St. Bernard's. Probably so. know each other. <laughs> I was also a SWAT medic for Craighead County, so I've been on a lot of. Um, Serious situation. SWAT medic. What does that mean? So SWAT team, whenever it's called out, they have medical personnel that goes with them. I'm full. I was fully trained as a deputy. I could do anything that a deputy could do. I was a deputy. What was it like? What? Tell me about that. Like, what would a oh, yeah. medic do on the SWAT team? Somebody gets hurt, either a um, person on scene, yeah, uh, either someone on the SWAT team or someone there. Uh, that maybe the reason why they got called out got hurt. You ever seen anybody get hurt? I have. Yeah. Bad hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was the one that dealt with it. What is, uh, what is it? Did, were you at, did you just kind of fall into the emergency, like part of that world? Or were, was there something that you were drawn to that you're like, you know, the ER, yeah. for example, or the SWAT? Cause that's, that's, that's a little bit more, it's a little bit different than just like making the rounds at the hospital, right? I mean, both it significant, was a dual, but very different thing. It was a dual thing. It was adrenaline based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have just an internal want to help people. And um, it just more and more and more. Being a SWAT medic, I really wanted to be an RN, so transitioned and went back to college. Uh, did that, worked in the ER at St. Menards, and uh, yeah. How do you, this is always a question that I ask anybody that's in your profession, how do you, um, can you even leave your work at home? Like for me, and I just had this conversation, Chris and I were just talking about this the other day, like, you know, people talk about PTSD. And sometimes I think of that as like, it's just, you know, like the soldier who fights overseas or whatever. It's and it's like, yeah, like, like you're exposed to some pretty violent stuff, some traumatic stuff, right? <laughs> um, how, do, how have you wrestled with that? Has that ever been an issue for you? Like, are there images that still are in your head? Or like, if you did it ever mess with you? Like, were you able to categorize it and be like, okay, that's over there? Like, Tell me about that. Like, how did you process that part of the job? Just to be totally honest, you, you get to seeing it every day. It's like with any job, you become a little calloused. Yeah. It's not that I wasn't proficient in my job. Sure. I just, when you see it every day, it's just another. You can't let yourself emotionally go there. You can't. You can't. You drive yourself crazy, right? Oh, it would be bad. So let me ask you this. Is it possible? Is it possible to not? is it possible to turn off your emotions, so to speak there? Absolutely. But then flip it back on. Absolutely. I did it every day. Okay. (laughs) So you're talking to the person that, you know, you were able to do it. Yeah. I can totally see people that work in the nursing profession or caring for others that deal with death daily. Um, it's, it's a very, um, hard job and it's very honorable. Uh, I commend people that do that. I did it. And, um, very thankful that we have career nurses that For can sure. do that. So it takes um, a special person to do it. It does. 
And um, you were asking me, just going back a question, yeah. uh, how what was my dis, if defining point? Um, <clears throat> my defining point was the same of a lot of older adults during the COVID thing, COVID pandemic. Um, this is my chance. Life is short. Mm-hmm. You see all this going yep. on. Um, I'm going to only get one ch- chance in this life. Yep. And I, there was a big push uh, of a lot of older adults like myself that, hey, this is my only chance. Why am I doing something that that's the reason why I transitioned into barbecue? Yes. And, um, you know, the thing of it is, is I just, I loved it so much. I love barbecue so much. I love cooking. I love helping people. And I just knew if I gave it everything I had, something would happen. Mm. And that is the truth. Mm. I worried for months, you know, when we first started, maybe someone would show up. And uh, guess what? They showed up <laughs> a lot. Right out of the gate? <laughs> right out of the gate. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> we, uh, I can remember that when we started our food trailer and Every Saturday, there would be a massive line, and people would get upset because we would sell out. Well, unfortunately, you can only hold so much food and cook so much food out of a barbecue trailer. And How much in your trailer cook? It can cook a lot. Like, tell me about the process of that, like each day for you. Like, what are you lining that up with? Like, what are you putting on the smoker? Brisket, ribs, pork butts. All the ancillary stuff, beans. And you're just trying to estimate what you think you'll sell? That is the magic question of any restaurant, any food service. You're, it's basically how much to cook every day. I look at things like weather, what's going on in town, what ball games on the radio. or All of that plays air, into it. What school is in playing football. What is all, there's a lot of stuff. And so the first year, that's got to be impossible because you, you don't have any history to go off of. There's none. Year. Now we have high analytics. We're analytic. Um, I look at numbers constantly. I can go back in two years and say, well, on this date we did this. And because did of that. this game or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, if you see our office in Perigold up here at Carriage Hills, it's lined with uh, football games, local, college, NFL, because people want to eat before watching it on TV, and I need to know how much to cook. Yep. So if they're at home or if Green County Tech or Perigold's at home, guess what? I'm loading down, <laughs> loading up. Yeah, man. So tell me, take me back to when you're starting it. Like that, there's a lot of people who have a dream and they're like, oh, I, I mean, I talk to a lot of people. It's like, I love smoking barbecue or whatever. It's like, Everyone, but there's a big difference between I love smoking this and I love the feeling of whenever people bite into it. And they're like, oh, this is really good. And then like, but I'm going to quit my stable job with benefits and start. Like, what is it that, that tipped that for you? I know you um, said COVID was a big part. It was. was. It? Um, working and seeing a lot of people suffer because of COVID. And I'm like, why am I wasting my time? Life's too short. And you had to have a lot of confidence at that point of like, if if people taste this, they're going to come back. Yeah. I I knew I had the following at the hospital systems. I could tap into that. Matter of fact, in the very beginning, I, once I got done travel nursing, I still had a great connection with St. Bernard's. It was just. Does catering help kind of carry in the early days? Oh, absolutely. We were heavy catering. Half our business was probably catering. What's Still the is. biggest job you've ever catered? How many oh, we've done 2,500. Jeez, jeez. We've got some coming that what are. What was it, pulled pork? No, it was ribs. <laughs> 2,500 ribs? Dude, it was a massive amount of ribs. Matter of fact, I had two. At the time, I was friends with the general manager at the embassy in Jonesboro. I'm like, I called Craig, and I'm like, man, I can't even hold this amount of ribs that we've cooked. Can I please use a warmer? He goes, absolutely, man. Come on up. So I held a bunch of stuff up there, and it's great having friends in the industry. You'd be really surprised all the people in the restaurant tours in Northeast Arkansas that are friends. So, How many people ask you for tips? On every day. <laughs> Do you ever give out tips? Absolutely. Do you really? Man, I, I ain't all about our food. I'm all about helping someone cook at home. Matter of fact, we have a retail store in Perigold, and um, we sell grills, we sell rub sauces. I'll show you exactly what we do. Because just to be honest with you, it, it's going to be different because of the person cooking it. 100%. And yeah. So is there an art to it? I think so. Um, actually, I believe believe that. Um, you're looking by look, touch, temperature, 
meeting health guidelines, health department guidelines, yes. all the things. And even if these people get really good at cooking, right? Like, you know, like what's the guy's Aaron Franklin? Is that his name? Franklin Barbecue. Yes. He's making all this money right yes. now. Like he's giving people, telling people what he does. But it's one thing for someone like me to learn what you do, but there's not a very good chance that I'm going to go and try to start a competitor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, cause it takes so much we get work, constant um, messages on messenger and all the, all the forms of communication of how do you start a barbecue trailer? How do you start a restaurant? How did you um, start doing competition barbecue? I field all kind of questions. What all it's a 24 hour a day thing too. Just saying. To, to field all those questions. Yeah. What kind of competitions have you done? Uh, we've done some larger competitions like uh, the American Royal in Kansas City. That's a big thing on the Kansas Motor Speedway. Uh, we've done Kennett, all the local stuff. I used to go down to Mississippi and do a few things. Um, used to hang out a little bit over at Memphis and May. Never got to cook Memphis and May because, honestly, everything every time Memphis and May rolls around, we're either opening a restaurant or our trailer. We're heavy in catering. And just trying to keep the business alive, so I never really had a chance to do that. I've been over there yeah. and hung out with friends. I just never cooked on since that stage. You, since you say that you give tips, I just now smoked ribs for my family on my Z grill, which is like a poor man's Traeger, right? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No. Um, on Monday. I help people cook on Weber's. Really? Nah. Just tell Get me. Bosses. All I'm asking is you just tell me, is there anything you would add to this? I'm going to go off the top of my head. I threw my barbecue rub on. I'm going to buy yours. I didn't know you had it. I had just some killer barbecue rub. I actually mustard first for a few hours, let it marinate in that, threw on a little bit of the barbecue rub as well, and then I pulled it off, put it on about 225, 250 for a few hours, and then I pulled off and I put, uh, we have honey, we got bees at our house. So we did some honey with, what else did I do? I, I did some of the applesauce spray, by the way, apple juice spray yeah. throughout. But I did the honey, a little bit of butter, wrapped it up in foil, threw it back on the smoker for about an hour, pulled it back off, and I think for like another hour, and, you know, sprayed it. I didn't do any sort of barbecue sauce. I kind of had it for dipping. And it was really tender. It was great. Is that basically it? Or is there like sure. any like little tip that you're like, hey. I'll actually give you a great tip. Okay. I would totally get away with um, time. Um, time's irrelevant in my game. Really? Get ready. I'm sure you probably already know this. I don't. I don't do right, a lot so. of barbecue research. Chris might know this. You know what he's about to say, Chris? I assume temperature, but I don't know. That's right. So uh, to be consistent, especially in the, the competition realm, it's all about consistency, and especially in a, being a restaurant too, uh, of temperature. Um, yes, I go by look and I go by feel and all the different vari variables. But temperature is the main thing. I would get a high-quality temperature pen, like yeah, a thermo sure. pen. Um, I've got one of those. And then what I would do is start – I would do exactly what you said. Use a binder – like let's just talk about ribs. Use a binder like mustard. Mm -hmm. Put mustard all over the ribs. Make sure they're trimmed the way you want them trimmed and pull the membrane Maybe on the back. Maybe back. Is that the place way to go? I do St. Louis. I'm used to doing St. Uh -huh. Louis. Because of competition wise, we did one St. Louis and one baby back, and I liked. I thought the St. Louis was like a little too uh, fatty for me. But anyways, go ahead. No, and um, basically just take them. You can sweat them, so put your rub on there. Mm -hmm. It will get to just let it sit on there till it starts getting looks wet. It yep. looks like it's sweating. So an hour or two, whatever. Yeah, put it on. Actually, shorter than that. Oh, probably okay, thirty minutes to an hour. Put them on the smoker. Take them to 165 or whatever temperature you think that you're comfortable with on the color and the texture of it. Mm -hmm. And then I usually wrap them in aluminum foil. I put, you know, in the past with competitions, we've done like, I know this is not healthy, but parquet and mm -hmm. uh, brown sugar, I've honey. Yep. They have infused honeys now, which is amazing. Infused honeys. Yes. Trust me on this. Jalapeno. Where do I get that at? Any online place. Um, Infused honey. Yeah. Jalapeno. Well, actually, a lot of places, the retailers that we sell our rub at in Kansas City have it, like American Fire and KC Grill and Kansas City Barbecue Store. But um, any anything you want to put in your wrap to make it fancy. Sure. Um, put it back in the wrap. Take it to, I always went to around 200. Mm -hmm. You can kind of tell when the probe, you stick it in there, how uh, tender it is. Mm-hmm. And you're in the 200 to 203 range, you're done every time. You don't pull it out and let it smoke without the foil? I do in the very beginning. But not if, not after the foil? Nah. You're just cooking it and 
you know, you're parboiling it basically. Okay. And, um, you're cooking it and trying to infuse whatever you put in your wrap in it. And then after that point, if you want to do a comp rib, then take it out of the foil, uh, make a little bolt or a boat out of the foil, and then glaze it. Stick it on there for about five minutes just to set that glaze. Yeah. Maybe a finishing dust. Yep. You're done. Yeah. You know, the key thing is letting them rest. You know, ah. anytime you cook something. How long you need to let it rest? I would say probably 30 minutes at least Seriously? on ribs. Yeah. See, Briskets, know you know, brisket or the bigger meat stuff is going to take a longer rest. Because if you think about it, <clears throat> if you're cooking the bigger meat stuff like pork butt or brisket, um, it's a muscle. And if that muscle is expanding while it's cooking and you have it in your wrap and I use beef broth or beef consomme with our brisket. When you rest that brisket, guess what happens to that muscle? It wants to relax. And when you, when that relaxes, it pulls all that wrap back into the brisket. Mm. And I wouldn't even get in a brisket after cooking it for at least two or three hours. So you ever heard that Chris? I mean, letting it rest. Yeah. yeah. Two or three hours. Yeah. I mean that, I'm an impatient person, so it's really hard. <laughs> I, I've never tried brisket. I've heard that's the least forgiving. It is. The most difficult. Yeah. If I'm going to buy something from you or someone listening to this is like, I want to try something, What's like? what are you most proud of right now? I love our brisket. I love our ribs. Our turkey is crazy good. I sell tons of t- our smoked turkey. Um, probably brisket, ribs, and turkey. Is your brisket uh, like thick cut or thinly sliced? We do thick. In Kansas City, that's it's real popular to do thin slice. It is. Yeah. Matter of fact, I've been to a bunch of places up there, and that's the way they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do ours kind of by the pound. Um, we do half pound increments, and of course, we do trays and all kind of uh, different iterations of doing all kind of stuff. But I've never had burn ends, and he talks about how good those are. Do you we, do burn ends? Absolutely. Pork or brisket, pick one. Man, what well, you do is get pork belly, which is basically bacon, cube it up. Make pork belly burn ends, legit. Why am I not? Why do we not do this <laughs> podcast at Tomahawk? That was a huge swing and a miss on our part. Sitting here in this building with no food, no we, barbecue in front. We've of been us. doing specialty stuff. You know, pork steak's a huge thing, uh, especially people in love our, some pork steak, man. Oh man, that and the, I think the St. Louis and this part of Missouri and Arkansas pork steak's huge. We've been doing those on Friday night and huge. Uh, we've done a. I've partnered with some people out of Louisiana. We've done some boudin. Her boudin's crazy good. Boudin. I love doing crazy stuff. Boudin? Yeah. I'm working on something else right now. I'll even tell you. You'll This will be the first place we're working on our brisket elote. I don't know if you know what Mexican street corn elote oh, is. Oh, I love Mexican so street corn. So it's a, it's a lot of the, mix, or the barbecue restaurants down in Texas do like a uh, elote and then top with some sort of protein like, barbacoa, brisket, whatever, and I've been trying to fine-tune that. And get what are that you going. calling it? What is it? Elote? Elote? Mm-hmm. It's, Mexican, it's Mexican street corn. Mexican street corn. In like a bowl or something? Yeah. Had Mexican street corn on Monday with our ribs. Here's what I do. You ready for this? Yeah. And you tell me if it's good, uh, if it's very close. I So we get, the, we get the corn on the cob, olive oil, butter. All right, well, first we boil it, and then we do olive oil and butter, then we throw it on the grill, and then we pull it off the grill. It's got some of the black marks on it uh, of smoking it. Then we do mayonnaise, a little bit of mayonnaise, mm-hmm. and then we do Parmesan cheese, mm-hmm. and then we do some smoked paprika um, with uh, a little bit of cayenne, so I want some heat to it. I do some salt and pepper as well. That's perfect. The only thing I would change is just change the Parmesan to Kajita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the authentic stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, um, Why is it on the barbecue, on the, on the competition um, – you don't want the rib to be able to pull it out, right? Like that's you right. Be able to, what, what's that about? It's got to have a bite through. Okay. So is that, what is that the way you'd prefer it if you were just eating it? No. Okay. <laughs> why the do general public to, doesn't prefer that either. No, they don't. So why does it, why do they want that for the competition? That's just the way governing bodies of competition barbecue like it. Okay. Yeah. Especially in it's Kansas City. Like you know, the most of the time that yeah. we did the, the KCBS comps, yeah. And if you take a rib with a bone in it, and it has to have a clean bite through. So if you take your teeth all the way to the bone, it has to tear away perfectly from the bone and a perfect bite. Personally, I like mine where the bone just slides right That's out of it. That's exactly what I want. And Honey. we and we did that in the very beginning of running a comp rib. Uh, the general public does not like it that way. Just trust me on this one. 
No. Matter of fact, everyone said, your ribs are underdone. I'm yep. like, yeah, they're done. It's just. For the general public, but not for competition. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you've got, obviously, the Royal Oak hat. Yeah. You've got. Uh, Pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's several people you're telling me you've partnered with. I know that you're even connected with some of these, like we were talking about, some of the YouTubers, the big barbecue YouTubers oh, right yeah. now. Like, like, how are you getting into these worlds? Like, so you're not just start. you haven't just started a barbecue restaurant that is good for the people here in northeast arkansas you're branching out and unfortunately we can't share some news i know you're really excited about some other opportunities that the public will learn about soon but i can talk about some past stuff we've done yeah like how did how did you begin to build some of these partnerships um i think the the key thing with that was is right after covid and i got back from travel nursing we were working on um trying to get our barbecue rub into different areas uh, made a lot of friends and, you know, doing barbecue competitions and they have their own rubs and sauces too. I found out there was a lot of supply chain problems during COVID. I'm sure you probably heard mm-hmm. about them in the media. And I thought, man, there's a, there's a thing right there I could get into because people are losing shipments and their shipments are getting damaged. And I don't know, it was all kind of problems and like major money problems. And I talked to Tiffany. I'm like, we need to buy a van. Let's buy a transit van, a three-quarter ton, a big one. And all of our friends that have their rub made where we have ours made at, just take it with us. Literally, that's how it started. So my rub would have orders in Kansas City. Um, I would have pending orders, and I would call my friends. I'm like, hey, do you need to get picked up there? And um, do you want me to haul it for you? Hmm. They're like, Yeah. Because I don't have to pay any shipping, and I know it's going to get there on time, and it's going to be safe. Well, guess what? When you do that, you make a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. And um, that led into moving barbecue rub and sauce for other people. And we were going to St. Louis and Kansas City. I'd go to Oklahoma. I'd to Oklahoma City to a distribution hub a lot. And our rub would go places that other people was. And it was we developed a cooperative, a co-op, so to speak. And now we all work together to, to help each other. I love it. That's cool. Uh, now we've got, you know, I'm partners with um, Smoking Brothers. They're a grill manufacturer in Cape Girardeau. Mm. Um, I'm part of their distribution network now. I do stuff for them. I haul stuff for them. They carry my rub to all their dealers. It's just now we're part of Barbecue Superstore in Chicago and Kansas City area. It's just more it just more and more and more have you always been uh somewhat of a creative outside the box kind of visionary type guy I like when you look back at your childhood your teenage years that sort of thing you're like or is this something that you didn't realize was a gift you had until you were older this was an older thing okay um, but can you look back and see like like you always kind of had that in you it started by my grandparents especially my grandma was a huge cook and when I mean, I mean a huge cook, she would do um, stuff for the Humane Society in Jonesboro. Uh, mm. She lived in Jonesboro, and she would cook for all the firefighters. She'd take food to all the firehouses. Wow. Matter of fact, when she passed away, the full uh, bagpipes did stuff. So I can remember doing big caterings with her, and uh, she was always trying to support someone else with her food. I, I didn't fully realize that till later on that um, food – makes a lot of people happy mm-hmm. and so that's in your blood being, then yeah because once you do that i mean i came from a, a world of healing and helping people um but this is helping people too a hundred percent and um it creates a different a, creates a different environment well food I can remember, brings people together man oh absolutely i can remember doing funerals i've done i did one i don't want to talk about who it was but I can remember taking stuff to their house, and I took Tiff. I was like, man, I dread going because I know everybody here. Mm. And I walk in the door, and they're like, I'm so sorry, guys. I brought food. And they were like, man, we've been waiting all day long for you to get here. You're the brightest part of this day. Mm. And I'm telling you, it was a it was a game changer. I'm changing someone's life. Yes. Especially in the restaurant. People come to the restaurant now and have birthday parties, anniversaries life events i'm part of their life yeah that's crazy yeah it was very uh, humbling i was very humbled when we started all this of i'm part of someone's life now 
someone wants to go. It's very odd for me to hear someone wants to come to Trauma Hogs. We're going to Trauma Hogs tonight. I can remember just cooking stuff at home. Mm. I was just cooking stuff in a garage four years ago. <laughs> and they're coming to you because they I'm know that you're going to be able to provide them with a good experience. Good customer service, good food, happy place to be. Yeah. It, it was very humbling when we started all this and still is. So, Well, man, food is, I, I believe so hardly it's sacred. You know, I, 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 I that might, you know, people think that's hyperbole, but I truly believe, you know, and I'll, I'll take it back. Um, you know, for me, so people don't listen to this, like I'm a Christian, my faith, you know, faith has a big part of my life. But like when you read the gospels, for example, like Jesus was always either going to a meal, coming from a meal or eating a meal when you read the gospels. And then like, even whenever he decided to institute, you know, this, this symbol of like, Hey, remembering my love, remember my sacrifice. If all the things he could have chose, he chose food. Like of all food, the- of all the things he could have chose, he chose food. And, and then like, you know, people don't think about this, but whenever, you know, and this is again, whether people believe this story or not, according to the Bible, like God creates a world with food this is before like sin into the world, like when it was in a perfect paradise state, which I believe like in a perfect paradise state, we'll still eat. There'll still be food, but like, and then he gives us taste buds. He creates the human body with taste buds. Like, so he doesn't just want us to be like cows where we put <laughs> fuel in the tank or, I mean like, like cars, we put fuel in the tank or cows where everything tastes like grass. Like he wants us to taste text, to feel textures and to taste the different notes and something. Like, I think like that brings the creator even a lot of joy, like food does. And so like, when you're able to take these raw ingredients and make something that looks good, smells good, tastes good, and then it brings everyone together because we all have to have it, right? And it makes us dependent on society to where it's like uh, dependent on someone other than us because like, you know, like if we were sitting here eating a meal right now, like all the things that had to happen for that food to get to my table, and it's easy to take that for granted, but everything from the farmer who, who, who you know, fed the pigs to the the person who butchered it to the person who then you know packaged it and delivered it to the person who then smoked it you know and the, the all of that stuff the clerk who checked you out right all of those things man like it's just a way that it brings all society together and food is that some of the most like you said important parts of our lives of all the things that distract from the family structure food is one thing that bonding still happens a hundred percent that the church a lot of things you know, family still come together for that. And I'm very blessed for that because it brings a lot of uh, people come there to discuss their problems. People come there to have fun with their family. Yep. They bring their kids and i um, happy to be a part of that because I'm part of bringing families together, I think. So. Yeah, definitely. When are y'all, so do you have a, you have a location in Paragold and Jonesboro or is it I just Paragold? Okay. I do. Paragold and Jonesboro. Brooklyn. And Bro- oh, no. Brooklyn and Paragold. Yeah. So okay. we have a place. Um, we call it our, let me, can I go back and tell the story about totally. it? Totally. It's crazy. Totally. But um, food trailer got yeah. crazy busy. The catering got really heavy. Uh, I had to separate the catering from trailer. You just The amount of stuff we were doing is I need a full commercial kitchen. So we decided to um, have our base of operations and our headquarters in Paragold. Um, we're right in front of Carriage Hills next to our friend's campfire and mm-hmm. Kiss the Cook, Libby. And we have our warehouse. We have our office. We have our small retail space, our one of our main catering kitchens, and we also do takeout. So the purpose of the main thing was our offices were going to be there and our catering kitchen. Well, we decided that uh, Greene County and Perigold really wanted us <laughs> – to have daily food, so we decided to open up and have takeout, and now we're also exploring uh, set-down dining. Uh, it's, you know, that was not the intent for that. I wanted to do something later on in Paragold. That was yeah. just going to be our hub for yep. handling barbecue rub, our catering, and uh, so we're already exploring that. Plus, we've opened a brick-and-mortar true restaurant in Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn's growing leaps and bounds. Wow. And... Um, We've opened up right behind the new Harps. You know, Harps is being yeah, built there on 49. Yeah. Yep. So we're in a strip back there, strip thing, and we're half of the strip. So What are <laughs> your hours there? So Tuesday through Friday, or Tuesday through Saturday, um, Tuesday through Thursday, we're 11 to 8, and then, of course, we're 9 o'clock on Friday and Saturdays. Okay. We also have a venue space there. 
So oh sweet. Yeah, it's called THQ Venue. Excellent, man. We hey. do parties. Yeah, birthday parties. Um, fantasy football parties. We've had those recently. Are you playing any fantasy football? Man, I have done so much fantasy football in the past. I don't know. You don't have time anymore. I don't have time for it. And I love it so much. Um, I had a great team. I know this is a crazy story, but I had a great fantasy team last year. I was going to win the whole thing. And uh, unfortunately, Tamar Hamlin got hurt. And I had the whole thing won. They zeroed out the game. And uh, I come in second. Yeah. So this year, I'm just like, eh, I got enough going on. That DeMar Hamlin thing was nuts, man. I know it. I, I saw him back on the field in one of the preseason games. And like, every time I saw him go in, I was like. I know. But I, good for him. Yeah. He's been very blessed. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I saw that happen live. Like, I, I did, on, too. On Monday Night Football, I was like, what? In the, yeah, it yeah. was nuts, man. Early fantasy football uh, heartbreak this year is Travis Kelsey hyperextended his uh, this seen week. It. I think he's and you're a Chiefs fan, right? I am. Maybe that's just hop. I mean, I hyperextended my elbow, and I, of course, I'm not a pro athlete either, but like. Really close. Though. Yeah, I know. Of course, I whole, have the body shape. Of course, the whole Chris Jones thing, he hasn't signed yet. Yeah. So they've got some stuff going on. So. Yeah, they got Patty Mahomes yeah, back there, do. who's super, you, super competitive. I know yeah. we're getting totally sidetracked, but someone to watch out for, man. And I'm not a Dallas fan, but Dallas is, I don't know. You feeling good about Dallas? Dallas is Dallas, especially after seeing Deuce Vaughn in preseason. That guy looks strong. I've never. He's going to have a lot of yards. I've never had an NFL team. I enjoy watching NFL. Like Sundays, a pretty afternoons, a pretty lazy day for me. Like I'm kind of shot after Sunday mornings. <laughs> Not just like it's my. I love like getting some sweatpants when it's colder. Sweatshirt, man, and just eating some probably not very healthy food and just <laughs> watch some NFL football. Yeah, it's kind of nice to not have a team because there's like I don't ever get nervous. And I want to just enjoy the game. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of like that too. I mean I'm a Chiefs fan, but me and me and Tiff we we enjoy other teams too. I watch them all. So Chris, any uh, questions you have? You're a big barbecue guy. You lived in Kansas City before I move into rapid fire. I mean, I'm a big barbecue eater. I wouldn't call myself a big barbecue guy. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Because I don't, I don't know how to barbecue very well. Uh, well I, I don't know if you're willing to answer this question if you have so many friends all around. No. What's your favorite barbecue restaurant in Kansas City? Probably Joe Pierce Slaps. Sla- oh, yeah, Slaps. Squeal like a pig. Yeah. Um, Chef Jay. My, there's a new one. Sorry my, to interrupt, but there's a new one yeah. in Kansas City. Chef Jay Barbecue. Uh, I'm friends with those guys, and yeah. he's been killing it. Matter of fact, he's serving barbecue in Arrowhead this year. Yeah. And uh, him and Tara have done an amazing job. So. Yeah. Slaps is good. They sell out every day. Really? Yeah. We should, you know, I've thought about this a couple of different times. You know, I live on Main Street, and um, I walk past the courthouse in Paragle, which is beautiful, especially like at certain times of, you know, when it's, anyways, the grass is really green. So we should have a, um, have y'all cater, do some sort of like event, like barbecue, I don't know, bash right up there, man. Throw some, I do a lot. Throw of some uh, like <laughs> blow up houses, like you know, for kids, like over in the new courthouse parking lot. Like I don't know, I'm thinking like music, some blues music, that'd be cool. Like a get so, downtown festival, but not that. Different time of year. Like yeah. I'm thinking spring. Oh, spring, so spring, perfect time. I'm just hungry for barbecue, so I'm trying to think of some <laughs> way that we could throw something together that I get it. Um, I have to ask him a question. Who's your favorite Kansas City uh, favorite? I mean, the, the big ones. You know, you have Joe's and, and stuff like that. Um, I like Q39 the most. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that's where I have the most, like, good feels as I eat their food. Uh, but there's some burn-in mac and cheese at a, a place called Graham and Dunn. That, that's freaking ama- amazing, too. There's a new uh, place called Buck Tui. <clears throat> it's an Asian-inspired barbecue. It's really, really good. Where's that at? Um, Overland Park. Okay. Yeah. And... I could keep naming them, dude. Yeah. I know a lot. Does of Kansas guys. City have the best barbecue from any city? Oh man, I knew you guys were gonna <laughs> ask me that. You know, there's a big St. Louis, Carolina, Memphis, is Texas. There, yeah, is there I a which town one in think? Texas like that's known for barbecue more than any other town, or is it just like Texas barbecue? Austin, right? Lockhart, uh, Lockhart. Yeah, because blacks and yeah, 
Man, there's so many. I'm a big Texas barbecue guy. I'm you a big are, Kansas okay. City and Memphis. And Dallas I'm has so, got. I can't. Man, there's gonna be so many. People what's the difference between the, What's the difference exactly. between the barbecue? So Texas is peppery. It is salt and pepper. Okay, and, and beef. Saint, which one's wet? Is it St. Louis, Memphis, Kansas City? Kansas City's wet. What's yeah. the difference between Memphis and St. Louis and those? Memphis is more dry. Okay, in St. Louis is they like heavy cumin, heavy dry ribs. Because if you go to like Nashville, you'll get a lot of dry ribs there, kind of like with peg leg porker, with Kerry and all those guys. They're all good. It just depends on what mood you're in, I guess. You're, yeah, for you, right? Yeah, I I'm a Texas guy though. I like a lot of Texas barbecue. Is that what yours is going to have more of a Texas flair? Ours is more Kansas City, Texas, Memphis. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like, Carolina. I've not had your ribs. I've just had your pulled pork yeah, and your our, potato salad, which is great. Our uh, our uh, some of our social media branding says uh, you know Memphis barbecue with Kansas City flair, but te- technically it's got a lot of influence out of Texas. I've spent a lot of time down in. That's down in great, Texas. man. You're just taking things that you like from each one, right? Yeah. Do you have a favorite place in Texas? Have you guys? No, I've never. I've not. Ooh, I can't had, think of the name of it. There's a, a place in Dallas that I ate at that was phenomenal. Um, but you you go through and you buy the meat by the pound, and they've got it in a, a decommissioned smoker. Um, I cannot remember the name of it though, but it was it was really good. And then I had that for lunch one day, and then that night we went to a a Kansas City owned, but it's in Dallas. It's called 18th and Vine Barbecue, and that was so good. I had smoked cauliflower there. That was unbelievable. That sounds good. Yeah. Panther City and Fort Worth, they're top. You know, there's a huge publication in Texas, Texas Monthly. Yeah. And uh, they put out a top 50 every year. If you're in that top 50, you're doing something amazing. And a lot of them are in the Fort Worth, Dallas area. Panther City, Danes, Aaron Franklin's Place. I, I keep naming on and on. Snows is legendary. I don't know if you guys have seen that on any uh, videos, but it's amazing. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of the guy. You're talking about Carolina Barbecue, because I just saw it on Netflix. He just Rodney wanna, Scott. That's it. Yeah. 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 He seems uh, – yeah, that's like, what, second generation? Oh, yeah. It's a whole different whole beast, isn't it? He's yeah. the one you were talking Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did the Carolina whole hog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a different world, man. I, well, I'd love to uh, – talk more about barbecue and i think i might even ask you about brisket off air so yeah um but why don't i go ahead and hit you with some rapid fire questions let's do it you ready for it i'm ready um what is the last show that you watched or if you don't watch movies or shows what's the last book you read um i'm gonna i'm gonna be totally honest with you guys i'm a star wars fan Hey, I watched the new episode of Ahsoka last night. <laughs> what did you think? My son's watching that, right? Uh, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think that Dave Filoni and John Favreau have brought back the... John Favreau knows what he's doing. Yes, I think they've brought back Star Wars. Are they going to branch out and do some movies? Or is it just... They, they need to because that whole series looks like a movie. <laughs> yeah, it really does, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's high really quality. Good. My son's... Really, I've watched uh, like the back half of the first episode. I thought it looked really good. I was a little bit lost, but... My son's enjoyed it, so he's a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. His room is actually decorated in Star Wars. Um, what is your favorite band? Um, I'm a big rock guy. You'll hit me with some. All right. I'm kind of the 90s, 2000s guy. Okay. Uh, so, it's like, stained. Okay. <laughs> I even seen some stuff on Creed the other day, if you remember Creed. Uh, of course, yeah. We talk about Creed, yeah. So, i seen Scott Stapp on some. Are you a Creed something. guy? Uh. I, I've been to a lot of concerts. Everybody loves to make fun of him, but he figured something out. Yes. A lot of, like, man, I listen. So I'm the wrong person to ask that rapid-fire question because I'm a huge music concert. Dude, I love music. I can talk to you for music for as long as you want. I listen to every genre of music, and I truly mean that, to blues, to all kinds of stuff. But those are, are those, like, Stained or Creed, like, are those, like, your favorite all-time bands? No. Who would be your favorite all-time? Oh, man. Oh, uh, probably. Honestly, George Strait. George Strait. Is that what you're going to listen to when you're smoking? Uh, no. What do you like to listen to when you're smoking meat? I listen to Perigold Podcast. <laughs> I have been for the past week. That's awesome. You're getting so ready, I, aren't you? So I went back and listened to everything you guys have done. Really? So I'm a big podcast guy. Yeah. I mean, huge. Matter of fact, in the early How morning. How do you like now, to podcast? Uh. I have some friends out of Arizona. They have an amazing barbecue podcast. Um, uh, Don't drop the tongs, Kyle and uh, those guys. Um, 
They're on Spotify and Apple too. There's so many good podcasts. There's out there. the Pitmasters podcast. I'm friends with Rusty Monson and Anthony Luan out of Salt Lake City. Um, mm. They have a huge barbecue podcast. I listen to sports stuff. I listened to Bobby Bones this morning. He has a sports podcast. I don't know if you knew that. No. And uh, Bobby Bones. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's a um, on-air radio personality, country. Okay. Uh, very well known. He was on Dances with the Stars and all kind of stuff. Okay. But he's like a um, really way up there. He's syndicated, and I listen to his uh, his football stuff. He's from Arkansas. Ah. He's from around Hot Springs area, okay. and uh, he's a big proponent and a big advocate for Arkansas. So he was talking about Colorado this morning. Everybody's talking about Colorado, that. man. Everybody's talking about them. I bought a Colorado Buffalo sweatshirt back in January, so I hopped on the bandwagon very early on. So you believed early. I believed early. I really <laughs> did. Yeah, and, and I, was, I was telling, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. I said, they'll break into the top 25 after the TCU game, and he was saying, like, no way, man. They're like, it's imp- like even if they, you know, like, there's no way. And they just got, I think they were 23 in the AP, and, and what's really cool is 21 on ESPN, which is Dion's number oh, or was his number at least i think at florida state so that's i think they're gonna have their hands full in nebraska uh you think so um the nebraska didn't play good versus minnesota in that first game but <clears throat> i've been personally to lincoln nebraska and watched asu play nebraska i know what that was a different team yep but i know that community and they're all about it so that whole deal uh, with scott frost though man that's a bad deal yeah. like that was the that was a cinderella story of like going back and it just didn't they've had a hard time man they have they had a hard time building. They're going to have a hard time against Colorado. They are. It'll be they, interesting, though. They're on cloud nine. Um, what is – this will be a good one for you. What is your favorite meal? Uh, believe it or not, probably. Now, let me ask you this. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change right. it. What, what, is your, what would be your last meal? i got to start asking that. I think that's a better question. Yeah. What would be – you could eat whatever you want. Um. Tell me about it. I mean, I'm talking about appetizers, main course, dessert. What are you going to have? Last meal. You're going to laugh. I still eat our barbecue. So well, <laughs> I had brisket plate. <laughs> you would have brisket? Last I br- meal. I, I'd have to go brisket, man. What I would brisket you do before guy. that? Would you do appetizer before it? Probably. What are you going to put? What do you want? What kind of appetizer? Man, I'm all about some jalapeno poppers. Those are great. But do you like do dress them up. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> you imagine good. taking a pork belly burn in, wrapping it in bacon, and putting it on a popper, telling you. You do that? I'm going to. <laughs> That's a lot of prep. We do poppers. When we are you going to pop- do it? I'll post it when we do <laughs> Okay. Just know I have that's a lot of prep work, man. <laughs> imagine cooking burn ins and then have to wrap it and recooking it. No, so, I can't imagine because uh, I have no idea how to do it. But it sounds amazing. But, um, so you're gonna do some jalapeno poppers. No. You're going to do a brisket. Yeah. What are you going to put sides? What's your sides going to be? I think I'd have to go full on like mac and cheese and okay, probably a baked potato. All right. Baked potato. What are you drinking with it? Are you a sweet, sweet tea? tea. Okay. I'm a tea guy. Sweet tea. And tell me about your dessert. What are you going to put with cheesecake. it? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Yeah. I'm a yeah. cheesecake guy. That sounds great. Yeah. Like cheesecake a practice. flavored or just New York style? Uh, New York style. Wow. Okay. Does um uh, Lemonade House and Grill still have good cheesecake? Somebody told me they had really good cheesecake. Have you had that, Chris? I've not had that, no. Okay. I usually can't eat any more after my burgers and fries and stuff. Yeah. It's a good spot. We man. love them. We're friends too. So Yeah. They're good. They're good people, man. <laughs> um, what is on your nightstand right now? A box fan. <laughs> I've got a I'm fan. True. I've got a fan in my room too, man. I I'm a true uh uh southerner. Yep. I have a crazy story. When I went to California and worked out there nursing, they didn't even have AC where I stayed at because it stayed sure. 70 degrees all year long. And I told the the person that I was renting from, which we become great friends, I said, I need a fan. I need, do y'all even have a Walmart? <laughs> and uh, she goes, we got a dollar store. I said, I got to go get a box fan. I got to, it is not even the, the air of it. It's just the noise. Exactly. And, yep. uh, that's what's on my nightstand. Yeah, it's good. Um, give us a snapshot of just an ordinary moment in your life that brings you a lot of joy. Probably the birth of my children. <laughs> uh, that. Uh, meeting my fiance. She's helped me a lot in this life. She's also a business partner of mine. Um, yeah. And last question, what is one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now 
in this season? Um, <clears throat> honestly, all of our customers. Um, every customer that comes in, I, I personally thank them. If I'm at the restaurant, Perryville, wherever I'm at, I'm like, thank you. I really do mean it. Mm. And because um, they took their time out of their day to come see us, and um, that means a lot. Everyone has a busy day. Everyone has issues during the day. They come to get food. So thank you. And uh, it's very humbling. It's excellent, man. Well, you're doing a great work. Again, for those who are listening to this, how do they find you? You're on Facebook. Yeah, we're on all the socials, all okay. the Twitter. Instagram. Um, yeah. All right. And then, again, if they want to pick up food here in Paragold, yeah. when can they do that? So, uh, same hours, both locations. Okay. Tuesday through Saturday. The only thing with Perigold that shuts off at six because of manpower issues and yep. um, and stuff like that. We're also on all the delivery apps, so Perigold. We're on Perigold to go and DoorDash, uh, or you can order online through our Toast app. It's Toast Takeout, or you can just walk in. I would just walk in. I can fix the plate, or one of us can fix it in like two seconds. And still catering. Still catering. All right. Yeah. Awesome, man. Jason, thanks so much. I know you're a very busy guy, so we appreciate you making space to be here. Really do appreciate you guys and thank everyone in Greene County and Perigold. It's been a great community. I'm glad that we started our business in this area. Um, so very, very thankful. So thank you guys. Awesome. And Jason Cottingham has left the building. I'm officially very hungry. <laughs> yeah. You going there tomorrow? Oh, man. I just might. Yeah. Yeah, but just mine. He he gave us the invitation. You heard it. Yeah. We go and and watch him trim a brisket, and uh, maybe uh, yeah, give us a few tips along the way. Yeah. Off air, he said that that's the most important part of brisket cooking is the trimming before you do anything else. It's very important. Very important. I didn't know that. Uh, excellent story. Hey, if you're still listening, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we do this because of you, and so. If you've not already done so, please go check us out on different social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and whatever you're listening to this on, whether it's Spotify or Apple, whatever it is, please give us a five-star rating. That helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people living right here in Paragold. So as always, thanks so much for listening. Until next time.